just jump into the intro. We'll see what happens. Um, hello and welcome to Game Busters. We're a podcast from GameBuster.com. If you're new to the podcast, each week we take a deep dive into a game or franchise we love or maybe just want to talk about. In true July 4th weekend fashion, Nirav is celebrating independence from me and taking a week off from British people. Probably making many anti-British jokes while he's at it. Um, but joining me this week, I've got Tim from Game Luster. Also in true American fashion, I'm here to annoy British people. Hey, someone's got to pick up the slack. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I've also got, for the first time on the show, my brother Zach from Real Life. Zach, tell us a bit about your real life self. Um, I play video games. That's a bit about my real life self. You also want to make them. That's uh, yeah, yeah, that's that, relevant to us. Yeah, I do want to make games as well. Yeah. So, yeah, we now have another person to um, <laughs> use for knowledge. And for this week... So, I've been trying to get Zach on the show for a while. And he was like, oh, yeah, if you ever do F-Zero, like, I'll, I'll 100% be on. Um, and I was like, well, that's never going to happen. Because we we try and make the games relevant to whatever's going on in the news. And I was like, well, F-Zero is never going to be relevant. And then two days ago, you're like, oh, F-Zero is in the news. <laughs> because there was a... It came out in an interview that there was a tech demo uh, for the Switch, which Nintendo rejected. <laughs> So that makes F-Zero as relevant as it's been in years, so that's yeah. the series we'll be diving into this week. But before... I mean, they also did re release a series, uh, uh, an entry for the series, though they called it Mario Kart for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> so, this is the second most relevant this series has been since, what, F-Zero Climax, I guess? <laughs> yeah. So, but before we dive in, uh, as usual, I just want to hear what you guys have been playing this week. I'm going to ask Zach last because I know what he's been playing this week and it has been the per it will be the perfect segue into the show. Uh, so, Tim, what have you been playing? Uh, uh, Clan O'Connell, uh, Ender Lilies, uh, Mighty Switch Force uh, HD Collection because I got that on the, the, the Switch sale. Um and a whole bunch of stuff on my little pie emulation box, trying to make it work. Oh, wow. You've, you've had a busy one, and that's a lot of variety yes. there as well. Well, I, I've specifically been trying to troubleshoot why certain old ROMs weren't working, and I think I figured it out, and now I need to go find uh, a fix for it. God, okay. Well, I have not been as exciting as that, as... As for the last four weeks, I think now, I'm still getting through Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I'm still on Mass Effect 2. Um, yet again, still playing Baldur's Gate as well. Um, I'm doing the DLC content and that before I before I finish it off. God, uh, what else? Have I played anything else? I've just sort of been watching you play games, haven't I, Zach? <laughs> um, yeah, that's about as exciting. I, I looked at Crash Team Racing again. That was exciting. So there we go. Relevant to this week. Um, but Zach, what have you been playing this week? Um, uh, F-Zero. I'm not sure <laughs> if that's like too relevant to this podcast. But, yeah, F-Zero. <laughs> not F -Zero. at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, Zach, why are you bringing this up? So you even... And you also, you made a, a big accomplishment uh, this week, didn't you, on F-Zero GX? Yeah, I uh, did. I managed to beat all of the story mode chapters in F-Zero GX on the highest difficulty. I, nice. I don't know how you managed that. He's been trying since like we were at our old house, which was like five, six years ago, I think. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a long time in the making. That game is so punishing. At one point, he um, 
to to try and do the final mission on the hardest difficulty. He like pulled up a spreadsheet of like all the the strats and all the 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 stats of everything in the game to figure out the most optimal way to do it. It's just, oh, so you turned a... it into a rally game? <laughs> it's just such a punishing game. I don't I don't know what you. Oh no, it, it. it is incredibly <laughs> difficult. Honestly, I just it was giving me a headache just watching it. Like the, the amount of patience you have just to try and try and try again. Yeah. Like I don't know how you actually manage that. So, uh, our series this week that we're diving into for our Bustom section is the F Zero franchise, which yeah, <laughs> um, if you're the young, I don't want to say the younger in the audience because like we're quite young and we know what F Zero is, but. I think most most people know Captain Falcon and F Zero through Smash Bros. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. for this... for those of you who only know him through uh, Smash Brothers, it's a racing game. <laughs> uh, F Zero stands for Formula Zero, like Formula One, only faster and zero gravity. So yeah, he's not a Smash Bros. character. <laughs> he actually at one point had games. Um, so to start with the first game, uh, F-Zero was a launch title for the SNES, released in Japan in 1990 and then elsewhere in 1991. Um, F-Zero was completely innovative using Mode 7 graphical engineering technique to, <laughs> I wish I knew what this meant, to create what was regarded as the most realistic racing game of its time. It's easy to see why it was considered among the best games of the time upon release. Like even looking at it now, it just, it runs so smooth, the, the like, both the fake 3D graphics are completely believable, unlike and it's aged like really well compared to a lot of oh yeah, I guess 3D graphic techniques back then. It it holds up so well and it has a lot of charm in it. The aesthetic is like the futuristic. Um, I don't say dystopian. Is it? It's a bit dystopian. You got like kids running in this like deadly race. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't be to um, the later games. To be fair. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, it, it's neither dystopian nor utopian. It's just sort of future chic. It's a very unique take on a future setting, I think. It's very flamboyant and it's, over the top, and I love that. It's a very... I want to say it, it reminds me a lot of Tokusatsu, and, and Captain Falcon is not a small part of that, being that he is basically a common Rider um, hero uh, in look, feel, and tone. Yeah, so... What okay, exactly. We're quite limited of our experience. The first F Zero, like we've probably just played it on like virtual console and stuff. Um, yeah. Tim, what's your experience with the, the first game? Uh, so I played it right when it came out in the states, and it was a game changer um, for for racing game. Like it was amazing. Like replaying it now, it might seem sort of slow but only just sort of because of the advances that the other f-zeros and mario karts uh have made since then but yeah no one the fact that the backgrounds moved with you was amazing every like previous um uh racing game was either like a top down uh top down three quarter or like right behind the vehicle fake 3d with like a little scrolling road texture and occasionally updating sprites on the side to give you a vague approximation of distance. This let you see the track that you were racing on change in real time, react to the other racers on you, and your your sprite shifted as you took corners and as your, you know, opponents took corners around you and it it completely changed the face of racing. Like we would not have 
uh, GTA or Need for Speed without the the big step that F Zero did. It, it, that sounds weird because it's so completely unlike it, but because of the 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 hardware and the display leap that it you know that it represented, tons of other like more realistic racing games took the Mode Seven advances, and that led to 3D. So F Zero yeah. is just bloody amazing. All the <laughs> music is small and so even in the SNES version. It's, it still really holds up. I was watching a bit of gameplay because it's been so long since I picked it up. And it's still catchy as hell. You can just tell so oh, yeah. much effort went into this. And like you said, even, I think the whole thing about F-Zero is that whenever it does pop up, it kind of just pushes the genre forward and really like pushes it to the limits of what it can do at that point in time. And yeah, you can see the influences. Like you said, even in the first GTA, um, Grand Theft Auto games, you can really see where it took inspiration. So Zach, you haven't... I mean, you started probably with GX, didn't you? Or? Yeah, I started with um, GX on the uh, GameCube, yeah. So can you, like, still play the first F-Zero? Like, you know, I know it's accessible now to on like, virtual consoles, but, like, could you still pick it up and have yeah, fun? I could, I could still definitely pick it up and, and have fun with it, because, yeah, it is, it is like, pretty good. I, I would definitely rather play it than the first Mario Kart. I think the first F-Zero has held up more than the first Mario Kart in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And like, obviously uh, we're coming from the perspective of like, we didn't play them upon release because we were not existing at the time. Um, but like, going back to it, yeah, it's it's easily of that era, one of the games I could easily uh, most easily um, pick up. And like, it's interesting what we're, you know, we're all praising it and at the time it got a lot of praise as well it um did phenomenally well critically and um as tim was saying incredibly influential in the genre going forward completely raising the bar of what was possible with racing games however despite all of this um we didn't get another game until 1996 and this was a big learning experience for me zach you already knew about these games i think uh the bs f-zero grand prix games <laughs> um yes. now this again seems to be f-zero being technologically innovative so innovative i hadn't heard of this um <laughs> before i started researching for the podcast um so fbs f-zero grand prix and its sequel were released using the that, can you say that for me uh Satellaview add-on for the SNES. yes there we go <laughs> bs broadcast satellite Satellaview. Or, wow was it broadcast system Satellaview? i forget exactly what the bs stands for um <laughs> Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, so games would be released via satellite and then can be downloaded. They could be saved for temporary play, which I imagine was a bit of a nightmare for video game preservation. But then Zach told me that there are ROMs of it in existence. So I guess uh, they aren't lost. There, uh, there's a number of them that are partially uh, uh, kept. And then there's reconstruction projects for a lot of the ones that are incomplete. Um, like people have done recreations to include the timer effect and the voices um using the uh like the expanded memory available to you know flashcards and, and virtual stuff and, and roms uh to recreate what the bs could do because it was it was live streaming like audio and, and whatnot and then That's some of it the um some of its stuff has been recreated in in like uh remakes yeah. uh like there was an add-on for um uh, Fire Emblem that gave several additional maps that explained what happened between um, two large uh, two chapters with a large time gap between them that got added back into a later version. 
Like, how were the games on the Satel of you? Because I think with I usually associate uh, peripherals that or add-ons that like stayed in Japan or weren't used much outside of Japan with like quite bad games. <laughs> but how were they generally? Uh, a mixed bag entirely. Um, I mean, some of them were like very simple add-ons. There was uh, Kirby's Toy Box, which was a collection of mini games to promote uh, Kirby DX slash Kirby Superstar. But then there was um, the uh, the you know the the Zelda remake, um, which had a the uh, new dungeons and a time limit mechanic and and random events, and also uh, Ancient Stone Tablets, which is an entirely new, both of these are entirely new Zelda games that exist in basically the same map as Zelda One and Zelda Three: Link to the Past. But they are completely new experiences um, with their own interesting gimmicks and new dungeons. Okay, so that's, I mean that's really interesting. But like, it's it's just so bizarre that this from this like hyper popular franchise, or if so, not proper franchise, but you know the game doing so so well, it, like the next F Zero game then had this odd release and wouldn't get a big release into well, see. Let's see. Um, yeah, so it didn't get the big release until F Zero X in '98. Of oh no! But first, before we get to F Zero X, we have to talk about another weird Nintendo venture, the the Virtual Boy. <laughs> so yes. after experimenting with and succeeding with fake 3D for the first time, the mid '90s was a time of trying to recreate that experimental magic and just not seeming to succeed. Um, on top of the satellite release, there was the cancelled Virtual Boy title, which would have been a war crime in video game form, given how nauseating that console already was. Um, See, so I never actually got any, like, nausea from the Virtual Boy. I don't know if I'm not? just weird like that. Like, have it just watching, like, recreated videos of, like, what it was like to play it, it just, it sounds... And also, just, I think it's more the sitting position that probably didn't help. <laughs> sitting um, position didn't help, but, uh, I mean, you, you prop it up uh to your actual eye level and it's 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 fairly fine but no i actually played the virtual boy and i never had any problems so oh god see, i see i very rarely talk to someone who's like actually owned one <laughs> um anyway uh so i don't think i owned it i think i rented it oh, okay that's probably the smart thing to do then because didn't it get how many games yeah. did it get in the end it was only a handful wasn't it 12 oh, i can double check I think I, I think I have all of them on my little emulator box. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, because this is a very experimental thing, of course they had to try an F-Zero with it. Um, so, Zach, do you know anything about the F-Zero Virtual Boy game? <laughs> um, I know that there were some screenshots of it shown off in, um, in Nintendo Power. The game was never released. But um, some of the screenshots, they showed off the machines, and one of them would have been an entirely new machine called the Origami. Okay, was there any new characters like associated with it, or I guess you Corey couldn't see the characters very you well. You couldn't see the characters, but it was presumed that like because the I believe the other machines were the usual Blue Falcon, Fire Stingray, and I think it was the Wild Goose. Um, that was the one that they. I think they got rid of the Golden Fox to replace it with the Origami, and if that was the case, then it would have had their usual pilots. But we never knew. Who would be piloting the origami? And the, did the origami ever like appear in other games, or? I don't think it did. No, I think not like... as far as I can remember. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, that's, that's weird then. So like they obviously, they must have got somewhat far in development to like start planning new characters and stuff. I thought it would just be like basic tech demo and then they decide this isn't going to work. <laughs> I wonder how, how that would have worked because obviously VR racing games are a big thing now. Yeah. And that's the most obvious franchise I could think that would work with the Virtual Boy if it was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but of course that never released and the series not only returned to its former glory but surpassed it with in 1998 with F0X releasing on the N64. Um, now with te technology catching up with the series they could finally have actual 3D graphics. Lots of changes were made to this one with the courses now having a variety since they could now include loops and hills. You got five different gameplay modes, you have customization. Um, um, and I haven't played a whole bunch of F-Zero X, I've played a little bit, um, so I think I'll throw over to you guys this one. Zach, you, I know you have an N64 now, so... Yeah, I have, I, this was I think one of the first games I actually got on my N64, and um, I did re remember really, really enjoying it. Not as much as, um, as GX, but this was still like a, a really fun game to, to play, and I um, then got it on like the on the uh, virtual console for the Wii and I feel like it actually controls a lot better since I could actually use a GameCube controller. <laughs> Not the abomination that the N64 <laughs> has. Yeah, I will always prefer I... GameCube controllers to N64 controllers. Yeah, they... it, I've, it's still hilarious that a Mad Cat's controller is the best uh, version <laughs> of the 64 controller that was available at that time. There, there are now ones that you know look like a sane person designed them by third party people. <laughs> But there was one by Mad Cats where everything was just shunted off to the left, and it was this big fat side that had the uh, the stick and the D pad on, you know, so you could both get them in both the L and the Z, and then the right was like half as big. But it's it worked a lot better than the regular N sixty four controller. I like I'm, I'm thinking back to our Metroid episode now, and we were talking about how the someone at Nintendo like looked at the N sixty four controller and went. Yeah, we can't get a Metroid game on this. And it's like, yeah, but how wasn't every developer thinking that? Like, yeah, we can't get any game on this, you know? I can't think of a single developer that looked at that and was like, yes, this is going to unlock the potential in our games. Like, I get that 3D gaming... Well, there was Rare who was like, you know, with two of those, we can do something. <laughs> how they managed to get so much out of those controllers. Like, I don't... I have no idea. If, sure as hell isn't comfortable, but they, they managed it. No. Um... But yeah, we, we got an F-Zero game. Um, so you you saying that you prefer it with the GameCube controller. Um, Tim, what was, you? obviously you would have been that, there at the time playing it, I assume, so. Um, uh, no, I mean, it, it, it. I can absolutely say it will be better with a GameCube controller because anything's better <laughs> with a better controller. But no, it, play, it played fairly well. And it. the interesting thing is that it spawned, I'm trying to think if it came out before or after, but there were actually a number of F-Zero clones that were oh, really? like Extreme G, yeah. Um, and you know, like, they were basically attempts to be like a motorcycle F-Zero and, and whatnot. And um, I, I remember one of them actually had an N64 controller as one of the playable cars. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, no, it makes much more sense as a spaceship than as a uh, controller. I might have said that joke before. Uh, I've said it a number of times. But anyways, no, F-Zero X was great. I, I, 
it, it was great. And I actually wish some of its um, game modes would come back. Specifically the, the endless uh, procedural loop system. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I had procedural generation then. I yeah. think it wasn't... Was that in the uh, death race? It, it was in the death race, and you could do it in uh, just its own mode, and you tried to go as long as you could. See, it always bloody amazes me how, in, like, especially with F-Zero GX and stuff, just how much they throw into these games. Like, for the time, just so incredible. Um, I mean, I looked around, like, for the reception at the time to this game, and again, everyone loved it. I think there was some disappointment with there not being, like, a lot of, uh, not as much detail graphically as I think some people were hoping for. But gameplay-wise... I haven't seen anyone say a bad thing about it. I know, Zach, you wanted to talk about the expansion, how the expansion pack was used for this? Oh, yes, um, because in Japan, they they got an, um, a disk drive for the um, N64, and that had, like, there were some things released on it. I think that was how um, Legend of Zelda Master Quest was released. Yeah. First, and F- F-Zero then got an expansion for it, which added two new cups, um, the ability the ability to create your own vehicle. So that was where it, that made its de- debut. The ability to edit tracks, and it also came with more the more clearer music, and I believe some of the music actually got altered, so like the loop it like looped like longer, so like the loop okay. a lot longer, so. So, like, again, it was just sort of pushing the genre forward because it could and just showing off, like, hey, look what we can fucking do, <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, that, that's really, I mean, I'm guessing that so that didn't get released outside the West, or, or it, outside of the East, sorry, because... It, it didn't, and it's very unfortunate because one of the songs that I really like, um, that's only on the disc drive, is a F-Zero version of the Mario 64 Rainbow Road theme. Oh, that sounds like it must slap. <laughs> it does. I need to listen to that. That's, that just sounds like it goes together so well. Um, so, at this point, it looks like Nintendo saw some sense. It was like, hey, people seem to like this Captain Falcon dude. You know? Let's, let's float him around a bit more. Um, so Nintendo got the sequels out thick and fast. Of course, there's the obligatory handheld game, F-Zero Maximum Velocity. Um, I was looking on the Wikipedia page, and there's like surprisingly deep lore for this one. It's, it says that it, happens, uh, tw- it ha- takes place 25 years after the first game. Uh, it doesn't have Captain Falcon in it, um, and like it had like new characters in it because like the old races have retired. They're living in out the glory days now. Yeah. Um, so have you? Because I don't know. I, I saw a bit of gameplay and it, it seemed to work well. Uh, probably, obviously, I think F Zero at this point probably better suited to home console. But like, how do you guys, uh, Tim? Have you played Maximum Velocity? Uh, briefly. Um, I played, uh, there's just so many GBA games, and I've touched <laughs> a lot of them because it, it was one of the easiest, uh, easiest things to emulate for, like, ever. Um, yeah. so I don't remember much of Maximum Velocity, but I think I have played it. Yeah, Zach, have you played Maximum Velocity? I forget now. I, I have, yeah, I, I own it, and, uh, Game Boy Advance. I believe this was the, um... Last F Zero game to use the the classic F Zero formula of every lap you get a boost, one boost that you can use, and like so in- instead of using the uh, health bar as your boost. Oh yeah, like you got in the later games, yeah. Um, 
but that's when uh, we got the big boy next, uh, F0GX, the, the one that I know the most about. This comes out in 2003 alongside an arcade port, F0AX. It's absolutely filled to the brim of content with 41 characters, each of them with a theme song, because of course, um, there's, and then they all have their own like little movie. Yeah, <laughs> I love they, that. They have their own ending movie. <laughs> there's a story mode complete with uh, cinematic cutscenes, which I think is being generous. Some of them have aged interestingly, I think. Um, but most interestingly, this game was actually developed by Sega, or at least the division of Sega, and it really bloody shows <laughs> in, in like the best way possible. I think uh, GX is like Sega at its absolute best. You know, yeah. just filling it with so much. You know, like the music it absolutely slaps in this game. Um, I mean, the gameplay is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting that Sega's best racing game was not one of its properties. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Zach, Are you trying to you say that played... Sega and All-Star Racers is not its best racing game? No, F-Zero, she explodes it out <laughs> it... of the water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, even the good Sonic racing games don't hold a candle to GX, no, I feel No, they anyway. do not. <laughs> and then by this point, I think Sonic racing game-wise, we just had Sonic R. <laughs> so, yeah, not yeah, really I think I think this was just stuff. Sonic R. Yeah, uh, which I played as a kid for some reason, and I was like, "This is really good. It has to be good." I'm a Sonic fan. Uh, <laughs> we 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 know that well. <laughs> Just having to enjoy it. Um, and then you uh, read but... the comics because you had to. You had to like those because you were. Don't, a Sonic I actually fan. did. But you at least got the Fleetway, uh, and not the the weird ass Archie comics ones. No, we we read the the Archie comics ones, didn't we? We got them in, like volumes oh. online. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, right. Yeah, they would have. They would have. They they would have been over there by that point. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> they'd been re-released in like these big packs and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, we yeah, thought they you were had good. To, <laughs> the the Knuckles series that was great. What happened in it? <laughs> That's right. Nothing. <laughs> he had a lot of echidna friends. Uh, not just echidna friends. He had like oh, he met like a horse friend. <laughs> I this. It was wacky. It was freaking wacky. But oh, then you have yeah. all of Ken Pender's like really good OCs that he did. Um, <laughs> he's all his knuckles recolors, which was perfectly yeah. worth suing Sega over because he absolutely really deserved that. God damn it! Well, thank God Sonic Chronicles wasn't good. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd still say Sonic. <laughs> it was still better than a lot of what he actually did with those uh, the, that idea. So, oof. That's true. Story wise, I would say Sonic Chronicles is. A lot better than some of his comic runs. <laughs> yeah, God, the, like... the twenty-five years late. Oh, lit, lit. I mean, I could, I could shit talk Ken Penders for ages. Uh, <laughs> let's get back on topic. I was about to say we end up like deviating to talking about Sonic every week. I think <laughs> in one way or another, and this is the second time we have deviated to shit on Ken Penders. I think. <laughs> so this, there's this a lot is of reasons. Well. There's a lot of reasons. I'll tell Nirav, we, we did him justice. We we talked about Sonic while he wasn't here. Um, so, I guess going back to F-Zero GX, the reason why we're here. Zach, you've played a unholy amount of F-Zero GX. Uh, my one question is, why? Well, this it's this to say, it is one of my favourite racing games of all time. It is so much fun. Like, the high speed... It is, like, so invigorating to, like, play, and, like, the story mode, it is very difficult, but the satisfaction that you get from clearing it 
it is like it is so good <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen you happy than when you're clearing i can remember when you were clearing the missions on like the easiest difficulty and still like cheering and uh i can remember the stress when you're trying to do it on the hardest difficulty yeah. <laughs> zach has a habit of when he's stressed of a game to start doing character voices yeah so you started mm. doing mario and luigi voices was a popular one yeah. um sometimes you slip into horribly swearing at yeah, uh, captain falcon yeah, exactly. <laughs> better at racing. <laughs> what else? Um, Scottish comes out a lot. Oh, you're yeah. at, you can Scottish when you're angry. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works, but it does. <laughs> I, I think that's something intrinsic to the British Isles. <laughs> the be. angrier an Englishman gets, the more north uh, they get until <laughs> eventually they turn into a Scotsman. <laughs> so... Uh, Tim, you've, I'm guessing you've played this game as well. Uh, I, I, I have indeed. You as well. um, <laughs> no, I, it's great fun. Like it's visi visually gorgeous. The sense of speed is amazing. Even if you lose, you don't care because it was just such a rush. The music slaps. Uh, the the speed running scene for it is ridiculous, especially if you've ever seen a tool assisted speed run, because tracks are a suggestion, not a rule. <laughs> A suggestion. Oh wow! Yeah, I I, I imagine the speedrunning is. Uh, you, I imagine you have to have a fuck ton of patience for it. But oh yeah, it is so enjoy. I mean, that, that's why I've just I haven't even been gaming that much this week because I've just been watching Zach play F Zero GX and it's so entertaining. Even if I don't really understand what's going on, <laughs> it's just it is so entertaining. Um, Fast car so go noom. Faster car go noom win. Exactly. That's, that's all I need <laughs> yeah. to know. <laughs> so Yeah, do, do not bother yourself with a deep, deep... And it is, in fact, very, very deep lore of F-Zero. Did you know there have been several Captain Falcons over the years? It's a mantle handed down from individual to individual. Zach, were you aware of this? I was sort of aware of, aware of this. I, I think the anime does do that at one point, because... Yes. Yeah. You're telling me Douglas Falcon isn't the one, the only Captain Falcon? <laughs> there are there are nope. many. <laughs> yes. oh, so is the one in the games, that's Douglas, isn't it? Uh, I yes. believe so. I believe yeah, so. Douglas. What a name. Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> also, the depending on when you look at them, uh, the Metroid and uh, Star Fox series are both canon to F-Zero. Oh wow! Because there is there is mention of the F Zero uh, circuit in a, one of the primes, I believe, and in several of the endings of Star Fox Assault, um, Fox and or Falcon can go join F Zero. Okay, so if like you're an F Zero fan in pure cope mode right now, technically <laughs> Metroid Revival means F Zero's revival since they're in the same universe, part of the Douglas Falcon cinematic universe. So yes. Um, so but yeah, the, the, the Galactic Federation that is mentioned repeatedly in uh, Captain Falcon's backstory is heavily implied to be the same Galfed of Metroid. Nintendo, you cowards. Give us the crossover we deserve, but not in Mario. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Smash Brothers. Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> Forgot about that little indie series. They really yeah. are the same Federation then, because they're useless in both Metroid and F-Zero. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, what, so, like, this, so the Federation, which I'm presumably is against the weird alien happenings in Metroid, somehow is completely fine with children getting into a deadly race and dying in F-Zero. 
Yeah, pretty much. Is I mean, like... they were they were uh, okay with a literal child uh, raised by aliens donning power armor to save them from other aliens trying to steal the first aliens' uh, hyper-technology secrets. Yeah, I, I would really like to sit on a council meeting in the Federation, because I'm not sure who's coming up with these ideas. Um, well, it, at least in the case of Samus, it's, we ain't got no better idea. She's from <laughs> there. But, like, at what point are they going to set, like, a, a minimum age to join the F-Zero Cup? Because wasn't one of the characters eight? <laughs> yeah, the youngest the youngest human character is eight. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird one. Unless you count Blood Falcon, in which case he's four. <laughs> Blood Falcon is such a weird... Just thing in general. <laughs> I remember I was like watching the final cutscene when you were doing the story missions, and like, isn't the ending of F Zero hinge upon an, a belt? Yeah, a belt. <laughs> a, a belt that like contains like the creators of the universe in it or something. And that's what yeah, which Douglas is... and Blood, uh, uh, is that his first name? Blood? Can I call him Blood? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually oh, hemoglobin, but blood to his friends. <laughs> I like to think we're on first name basis now. Um, <laughs> so this was a again groundbreaking success from what I can see. 1.5 million copies, according to an interview in 2018. Um, it was it's still critically acclaimed to this day. Many people coming are drawn back to it because of its insane difficulty. It's got a lot of replay value um, and just the sheer amount of content in it as well means you could keep playing it for ages. Um, but this point, in the face of such groundbreaking success, is where the franchise got a bit weird, I think. Um, so the next game was another GBA title, F-Zero GP Legend. Uh, this came out the same year as GX and actually ties in with the F-Zero anime, which um, I am occasionally reminded by Zack exists. <laughs> um, yep. I still can't quite get over how that translates to anime form. Um, I guess, yeah. The, the, Captain the, Falcon the, is a tokusatsu hero. Let's just he talk wields about the, the power of the Falcon. Like, that belt is, it's very much a common Rider super belt that he wears and lets him do Fire Phoenix BS. Later on, he doesn't need the belt because he's just that awesome, but, um, yeah. <laughs> he just needs to believe in himself. The, the real yeah, belt is the yeah. friends we made along the way. <laughs> so... How would you rate the anime? Is it worth watching? <laughs> I I would say it's worth dipping your toes in just for the sheer ludicrousness of it all. And the performances are stellar. Like, you're going to be getting cheese. So go in <laughs> expecting ham and cheese and you will eat well. <laughs> so you, you're a fan of the anime, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a fan of the anime as well. But um, I watched the... Um... The Japanese one with subtitles, because I couldn't actually find a English dub anywhere, and apparently, I think the dub, the, the English dub, was done by four kids. Oh wow! So... Yes, it was. It was in fact done by four yes! kids. We need um, to find it. I want to see them butcher it. Oh, I'm, it, it's out there somewhere. But no, uh, the the uh, either way, you're gonna get ham. Uh, but they made a lot of weird changes to the to the dub version, from what I remember. Of course they did. <laughs> so yeah, it's four, it's four kids. kids. It has to be. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so I, I'm guessing the. It was actually one of the last things four kids did. Is it? Oh, well, what a feather in their cap to round it off. I'm trying to remember um, when four kids actually disbanded. Oh no! I, 
I don't actually know. I mean, their crimes were eventually answered for, I guess, and they they stopped. Yeah. But um, so did the anime. How long did it go on for? I believe. Oh, um, I think like I think like um, uh, the America and Europe. I think they got like. I think it was just one season, and I think the the, the rest of the episodes were Japanese exclusive. I think. Oh, so they're yeah. like hard to track down. Yeah. Because people weren't preserving the tale of Douglas. Yeah. Well, I, I think it didn't get that many views outside <laughs> of Japan. I don't think. Yeah. Or... No. It, it got. It, we only got fifteen in English, but Japan got the full fifty-one. Fifty-one. Christ. <laughs> That's yeah. more than I thought it would get. Um, it, it was a one-a-week, year-long show, basically. So this is what I mean by like the franchise was being in a really weird place at this point, because you had F-Zero GX doing really well. It had the mandatory tie-in anime, which, as I seem to recall, this was a good time for mandatory tie-in animes for your game franchise. Um, but then, after that, the anime ended, and we get uh, the final game, <laughs> which feels like way too soon to be saying that when we've just come across the 1.5 million copy success of GX, we get F-Zero Climax, which was a Japanese exclusive GBA game. What happened there with Climax? Why is it called Climax as well? That's not an appropriate yeah, name. I don't know why it's called Climax. <laughs> Maybe the anime explains it. But, um... <laughs> it's essential it's called Climax. <laughs> uh, but I know it did have some things in it, like a track creator in it, and... It also added a few characters that weren't in GP Legend. It was mostly just—I think it was mostly just characters that were appeared in the, in the at the end of the anime, like in the final few episodes of the anime. But how? I guess this is to both both of you. How do we go from groundbreaking success of F Zero GX and obviously success of F Zero X, success of the first game, to? Japanese exclusive title, and then what? Sixteen years of radio silence. Yeah. How how yeah. do you go go from one to the other? Can anyone you know really explain this one? I I actually do have a theory. Yeah. They were so afraid of ruining it that they did not want to risk it because they had made something so perfect in GX and GP, the anime, that they're like, okay, we can do a couple of, you know, handheld titles, but how the hell are we going to top that? Like, I actually think that a lot of what they've been doing with the Mario Kart series, especially with Mario Kart 8, has been them testing the waters to try and jump back onto an F-Zero. Like, that would the, the Zero Gravity, the, the 200cc, the literal, um, you know, uh, Falcon and Big Blue track, so. Yeah, yeah. No, that that does track with stuff we've talked about before, like with the Metroid games. Why they were so hesitant to make a 3D Metroid game was because they didn't think they could make anything better than what they'd already done in the SNES. And they they're very protective of the brands. And this also tracks with the news we've heard recently about why the the demo, which I'll talk about in a second, was was rejected, because apparently they told the the um, people who were pitching it that um, they are scared of ruining one of their old IPs and said, can you make this a new IP instead? Uh, we don't want to tarnish the reputation of it. Um, but I guess because now F-Zero has skipped to console, skipped the Wii, skipped the Wii U, 
any of you think it had any potential on those consoles to sort of because I know Nintendo's big on like the sequel has to bring something new to the table. Do you think the Wii and Wii U could have done that? I personally, I don't think an F Zero would have worked on Wii because F Zero requires like precision, precision, and motion controls can't do that. Yeah, and they probably would have had to like shoehorn some motion controls in. I imagine yeah. if it was an early release, anyway. Um, what about the yeah. Wii U? That seems a bit better. The Wii, the Wii U, they could have done something, especially with the touchscreen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, maybe that maybe you're right then, saying that like Nintendo just thought, well, what new can what can we do? Like, would they just be reinventing the wheel with a sequel at this point? Because I guess every series, every entry has looked very distinct from one another, and like the the progress is very evident as soon as you just look at it. I guess they're just scared in not being able to do that. <laughs> it's like Metroid, they just they made the games too good <laughs> and then there's nothing else to to, to bring in. Um, so... One thing that they could do with the um, the Switch version, because the Switch has independent accelerometers in the Joy-Cons, uh, if they want to do like, some motion controls, and this is something that you could replicate in... Um, uh, like the the pro controller a little bit with twin sticks on and some pressure sensitive stuff is independent thruster control but i don't Ooh. know how well that would uh necessarily translate but it would give the fact that these are jet powered hover cars an interesting you know look ultimately yeah, they I could can... just go full red line <laughs> <laughs> i can no, i can actually see that working really really well and maybe being i'm there i'm just I think that's probably how the series is going to have to progress because I doubt Nintendo's going to want to just do the same thing again. Um, but like, what would you actually want uh, from a sequel? If you had the power and the resources and Nintendo for some reason greenlit it, what would you want from an F-Zero sequel? Have you seen the anime Redline? No, I have not. <laughs> uh, well, one, watch it. It is gorgeous. But no, it is about this ridiculous over-the-top Mach 3 and higher race on alien planets and so F-Zero has given us gorgeous tracks with loop-de-loops and all that uh what I would love to see from it is um more like not necessarily um interacting with the environment but like tracks set in weird locations not just inside cities, but like running through mountains and, you know, with weird, crazy nonsense just to deal with. I think that's definitely what I'd, I would want from a sequel based on like my limited time playing it. It's because the best thing about F-Zero is just, I was saying this to Zach earlier, like you can put anything in this series and it works because it's so absurd and that's its charm. Um, Zach, well, what would you want from an F-Zero sequel? I imagine you've probably spent years <laughs> pining for it at this point. I would say give some of the... I would say have mo like do what GP Legend did on GBA and have um, multiple story modes instead of just focusing on Captain Falcon because yeah. F-Zero has a lot of characters and you get like little bits of lore with them through their character bios but I would actually really love to see it in cutscenes and that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I mean, I, I just like looking through the bios because they, they, like, you can just tell they had so much fun on the team creating all these characters and it is such a diverse world that anything works. You had the freaky looking triplets that you were playing as. Yeah. You got aliens, you got 
eight-year-old boys for some reason, you know, and then hardened bounty hunters as well, you know, it's anything works, everything is here, truly, everyone is here, rather, you know, it definitely, and I think just in general, Nintendo, please remember that he's not a Smash character, he has games, a lot of people even enjoy them, um, and I guess that brings us to the latest news. Now, I definitely wasn't expecting to be scrolling through social media and seeing F-Zero in the news, but it was. Um, so this comes from an interview with Giles Goddard, who has worked on the Star Fox series. Um, his team pitched a demo to Nintendo for an F-Zero game, but it was rejected. Um, I had a look at what he was saying about the idea, and it was definitely trying to bring something new to the series. He was focusing on, uh, well, one, getting as many races as he could possible working. Uh, the demo was apparently a sandbox with over a hundred races <laughs> going at the same time. Um, he was going for like hyper-realism and it, the idea was that if you damaged someone's uh, car, then it changed the way it like felt to, uh, to operate. And I'm guessing that sort of ties into what Tim was saying with like actually controlling the thrusters and the jets and everything. Um, so they pitched that to Nintendo and I didn't see, he didn't say anything bad about the actual gameplay. It was purely based on the fact that it was a pre-existing IP. Um, and they, Nintendo basically said like, can you make it a new IP? And he didn't say anything about this project continuing. He seemed quite dead set on it being an F-Zero game. Um, I guess, do you think, either of you, do you think that we're going to get an F-Zero game on Switch? Uh, oh. uh, I'm, to be honest, um, not really. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not hopeful for it. I could maybe see them announcing it for the Switch 2, but... Um, yeah, I, probably a bit late in the day now, isn't it? Yeah. I think we've probably had the most series revivals we're going to see on the Switch so far. Um, I think any other comebacks are going to have to be for the next console at this point um i mean they've, they've already got a lot of projects i guess and i get i think a new f-zero game would take a lot of resources but then again we haven't had a mario kart in a while have we yeah. that could be what the racing team at nintendo are focusing on they're put they're focusing on the m mobile mario kart don't say that no it didn't happen they are they, they never made it they're still doing <laughs> updates to it they they're it's so still making them a, a butt ton of money. I, it it look, is filling vaguely uh, Nintendo's war chest even further. <laughs> I I played it for like the first week and I had a fun old time on it. It when commuting was a thing before the the world fell apart. I had fun playing <laughs> that during the commute, uh, and then the microtransactions hit it like a ton of bricks, and they wanted like what. Like, 50 quid? <laughs> 40 quid to unlock Diddy Kong. Yeah, and that's when Oof. I was like, no. <laughs> I am tapping out of this one. No, thank you. Um, but I guess they've got people hooked on it, and it must be making them a lot of money, because, yeah, I still see it's getting updates somehow. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mario it, Golf, And Fire Emblem Heroes, I think, are going to bankroll Nintendo for the next decade alone. <laughs> yeah, they don't need F-Zero. <laughs> they've got... They've oh, got no, the thing, they, they can make F-Zero all they want, they, they don't have to care how much it makes. They, they've got their money train just rolling That's in. That's a good point. They Yeah. <laughs> God, imagine that. Imagine if after all this time F-Zero came back as a mobile game. I would cry. I, I would literally be so concerned for your safety <laughs> if, like, if that happened. 
They're gonna lock my favourites behind uh, the fucking RNG, aren't they? They probably will, like, yeah, loot boxes. Yeah. Oh, God. Alright. Captain well, Falcon's an ultra rare. <laughs> Don't. Alright, sadness aside, does this series have enough ghosts? I would say yes. You got satisfied Yeah, it, it actually does. Okay, what ghosts Especially, Especially because you can race against your own ghost. Oh, there you go. There's ghost data in GX. The story mode's finale actually has you racing against ghosts. Yep. Okay, so we're, we're actually, this is probably one of the first times we'll talk about a game in the series, and it's like, yeah, satisfied with the amount of ghosts. I mean, the ghosts come out of nowhere, but you, yeah, they're in it. <laughs> okay, there we go. We have ghosts, guys. Thanks, Nintendo. Um, okay, I guess... Yeah, <laughs> that's F-Zero. I guess the series itself is a ghost, so... There you go. Um, yeah, Nintendo. It's please. not the rise and fall, it's the rise and stall. It just stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, Nintendo, in conclusion, please, when I was researching this, I found a lot of people still like these games. Please, please look at them and maybe. Maybe. F Zero GX hasn't actually had a re release, has it? It has not, because it's a GameCube game. Why all do they game, all GameCube games that are not Mario or Zelda do not get re-releases? That's just that is not a hundred percent true. Okay, yeah, I did Pikmin, Metroid Prime. <laughs> oh yeah, Pikmin. Yeah, and, Pikmin and Metroid and, Prime and the Prime games. It's, it's actually criminal how stingy they are with the GameCube re-releases, though. GameCube has some bloody bangers. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like Melee hasn't even had a re-release. I guess because they want people to forget yeah, Melee ever hate, happened. Yeah. Nintendo hates Melee. They it is just. Well, I mean, have you seen Melee players? Yeah, I, to be fair. <laughs> well, <laughs> Smash that's players. just Smash players in a whole. Yeah, Smash players in general. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can see why Nintendo tries to give them a wide berth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, thanks for listening to the, the rise and stall of F-Zero, as Tim put it. Um, thanks for listening to that. Um, I guess... Guys, tell me where we can see more of your stuff. Tim, obviously you're at Game Luster, but where can people find you? Uh, hiding in the <laughs> darkness, where you least expect me. No, uh, also, no. though, actually, no, uh, you can see my, my wife Kate and I did a 48-hour film uh, project this year, and that'll be up on YouTube on Bottom Shelf Film eventually, and you can see uh, previous entries there. It's oh, a group really of films done by our friends, so go give it a watch. Oh, so it's uh, 48 hours film just when you have to make a film in two days yes oh wow that must have been a, a lot of fun but also <laughs> a, a stretching <laughs> yeah, a challenge to say oh the yes at, at, after filming we slept and some say we have not yet woken up <laughs> so what was your role in the in the film like what uh, side did you take i played we were in a uh, high stakes poker game and our horrible secrets would be revealed if we lost. And I was the guy who went out first. Uh, and my horrible secret oh, no. was that I uh, drunk drove and uh, ran somebody over. So I had to do um, both um, stunt drunken falls and uh, stunt driving. I had to weave back and forth along a road and just narrowly miss a camera. Oh my god. That's, that's dedication to the craft there. Oh god. Imagine explaining that to the police. <laughs> um yeah i'm 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 looking forward to checking that out um zach 
Uh, obviously, I don't think you're big on the Twitter, but... I, I have a Twitter. You do have a Twitter, uh, which he's digging out the at to, because yeah, he's that active on it. I, I can't... I mean, I know what my ad is, but I don't want anybody on it. I don't want anybody <laughs> on Twitter enough. in general, let's be honest. No, um... Yeah, avoid Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, if for some reason you're interested in the words that come out of my mouth, um, you can find me on Twitter at Zachary underscore Mitch zero one. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, you tweet about F Zero, so that's relevant to the podcast. Yeah. You tweet about Mortal Kombat if anyone's interested in that. Sonic pain, Sonic fan pain in general. Yeah, a lot of a lot of fan pain. Yeah. Um, so uh, my stuff is so I'm now writing over at thegamer.com. Uh, I've done some. I did a, uh, some stuff re- recently on. I talked to some experts on gambling and loot boxes. So if you're Interest in that depressing our subject, uh, I guess to tie it to microtransactions that we talked about earlier, check that out. Um, if for some reason you're on the hell site known as Twitter, you can follow me at re underscore Bevan, and uh, you can find Nirav, who is a ghost this episode, um, at Gandizi, and you can find the podcast at um, Game Busters Pod. Oh, I remembered all the ads. Go me. See Nirav, I got this. Um... <laughs> Oh, also, I just want to take uh, this opportunity to thank everyone of you listening because we managed to hit a milestone uh, in June. We got up to 160 listeners a week, which is bloody amazing. I, I, I still, I still fail to believe that when we're talking, we're not just talking to the void. So, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. It means the world to us that we can do this thing that we enjoy and people seem to enjoy it as well so that's great um if you're listening on some sort of service that does ratings we appreciate a good rating always um yeah Nira will be ne- back next week but in the meantime have a lovely week and thank you for listening i was just gonna finish it like that but then i remember we've got tim with us so tim have you got some sort of voice you want to take us out on falco punch